Hello, all of our freaky little darklings. I am Christy Kroll with Auditities and Clitorosities Podcast, here with the hair-flipping fabulous <laughs> Ashley Lynn. Hi. How are you? Fantastic and full and fat and happy is how I am right now. I am fuller than a tick on a hound dog's ass. Oh, man, I know. Oh. It was delicious. It was delicious. We're recording during the day, which is abnormal for us. So we started it off with breakfast. Had to fuel up at snooze. Right, right. 10 out of 10 recommend the bravocado toast. Absolutely. I got the shrimp and grits because I need a little bit of that knowledge in my life. <laughs> so today is a very exciting episode for me. It's something I've been really, 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 really looking forward to. Movie blood. Yay! Yay! I'm oh, so excited! I know, I can't wait. I have... I have purposely put my laptop up where I can't even research anything. I haven't Googled <laughs> nothing because I just want to be shocked. So, oh, you'll I'm be shocked. Be, yeah, I'm hearing it with y'all today. Um, we have oh, oh, a oh. handful of creatures with us today. Um, <laughs> we, have, we have both cats and raptors, so you're going to hear his little tags and him barking at us because we're not throwing the ball. Potentially Coraline's purrs because she's got a V8 motor in her throat. Yes. So, um, if you hear some rustling around, it's probably because (laughs) of some of the animals. Because we're animal people. We're animal people and Omar is not home to distract the babies today. Right. So. (laughs) Is this going to be a thing, Raptor? I'm about to put that ball up. He does not agree. Okay. All right. Well, this is not what I was expecting, but here we are. Tell me about blood. So, let's go to the beginning of time. Yes. Well, not the beginning of time, but the beginning of the first uses of blood in theatrics. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, in the Roman times, like the time like the Roman emperors and when they were doing like stage dramas and stuff, um they used real blood. And not in the sense of pig's blood or cow's blood, because that coagulates rather quickly. Yeah. Um, The Romans were not faint of heart at all. And whenever they were doing dramas and stage productions, at the last minute, they would switch out the actor with, like, a criminal. Like a condemned criminal. No way. And they would kill them on stage. Shut the fuck up. That was brutal. The Romans gave zero fucks. Talk about live action. Literally. Holy shit. Dead action. Well, true. So yeah, they would actually be killed on stage for this like the sake of theatrics. Yeah. Which I think is pretty heavy metal. But that's amazing. (laughs) I know. That's super cool. So Things chilled the hell out by Shakespearean times. Good. And it was a lot more delicate, so most of the time actors would just, like, clutch their chest or have, like, a little piece of red cloth pinned to their costume or something. Okay. It was a lot more calm. It wasn't... Yeah. More elegant. It was much more elegant. Um, then, in 1894, a small theater in Paris, I'm going to try really hard not to butcher this, the Théâtre du Grand Guignon... Okay. Featured productions that were packed with scantily clad actresses and dismemberments and beheadings. They were all about the gore, all about the sex. Like, sex and blood formula stuck. 
Like, that was their thing. Oh. It was so gruesome that there were actually reports of women fainting. <gasps> Sounds like I was watching movies in the wrong fucking time. I concur. Um, a lot of the blood that was used then, um, which the director of the teatro would actually mix up, like, nine different batches of blood for every production. Different consistencies, different colors, for whatever, like, if it was a neck spray or a slow ooze, like, they had it all. Yeah. And um, so this is when they started making Making blood, their blood, As yes. opposed to using live humans. Exactly. Or dying humans. <laughs> Killing, you know, murder, no right. big deal. Right, right, right. So they would um, have all these different types of blood. Um, it was usually a glycerin base, which okay. is like a moisturizer. It's used yes. in a lot of cosmetics products. Um, and carmine, which is like a powdered beetle. Like it's a oh. <clears throat> like a powdered red dye made from beetles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, they would also add like mint oil so that if it happened to get in their mouths, it would be more pleasant tasting <laughs> than, you know... Dead beetles and glycerin. Dead beetles, yeah. <laughs> so, for a long time, an excess amount of violence wasn't allowed in films. Um, they didn't necessarily have specific rules in place that they had to follow. Um, it was more of a uh, like a self-imposed censorship. Okay, called the Hayes Code. Because from like the 20s and 30s, because they didn't want the government coming in and regulating what they were doing. Right, right. So, in a lot of old horror movies like Nosferatu and Bela Lugosi's Dracula, like you'll notice there's really no blood in them at all. Right. Like, I want to say in, I want to say in Nosferatu, the only blood you ever see is, oh, Raptor. <laughs> the only blood you ever see is whenever a character like cuts his finger and the vampire, like, it gets all, like, googly-eyed. And but it's that was still it. black and white. Yes. That's crazy. I want to give a fun fact, but I'm not sure if you have it later in your um, notes about Quentin Tarantino. Facts. Tell me. Okay, so that's one of the things in Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill. Um, oh. I, I don't know if it's a rumor or not, but I do know that it was... It is rumored to say that in Kill Bill, um, it was too graphic whenever she is, uh, Uma Thurman, yes. isn't that who it is? Whenever she's in one of the bars or brothels or whatever, and she's at that big, huge fight scene that they have, um, they said that there was too much blood, and it was so graphic that it couldn't be rated R, it was going to have to be rated um, more severe, yeah, and it wouldn't be able to be shown in theaters. So he kind of bartered with the people or made a compromise and made it black and white. It's because that apparently makes it less graphic if you couldn't see the color of the blood. In the Japanese version, it's in full color. Oh, see? So, yeah, yep. it must be okay. Yeah. I think it's crazy. It is crazy. Just the color fucking change makes it okay. The same thing happened in um, Taxi Driver. Yeah? So that movie almost got stamped with an X rating because it was so graphic. But the director compromised and literally just put a sepia tone over the movie. Yeah. And so, you know, producers were like, okay, fine, we'll give you an R rating. It doesn't look as as blood-like. Whereas uh. the director's like, um, joke's on you because the sepia tone gave it like a really creepy right. aesthetic. So yeah, it's so funny the way that they're like, tricked you. Yeah. <laughs> 
so um, basically they didn't want the government censors stepping in and the studios and controlling the looks of the film, bless you, Raptor, until 1952 when the Supreme Court ruled in the case of Burston versus Wilson that the motion pictures were entitled to the protections of, bless you, Raptor, quote, free speech under the First Amendment. Oh. So... The freaks have their freedom. Yes. What is going on with you, Raptor? He's like, I got allergies and I'm excited. What's going on? sneezing. Why is you sneezing? <laughs> so, because of, you know, this whole Burston versus Wilson uh, situation with the Supreme Court, throughout the rest of the 1950s, producers and directors were trying just, like, to p- pack as much nudity and violence as they could possibly get away with into film trying to be, like, the next and the best. Right, because sex and gore sells. Sex and gore, always. Sex and blood, you know? Until good old groundbreaking Alfred Hitchcock completely changed film forever with 1960s Psycho. Yes. Which depicted a knifed murder of a nude Janet Leigh in the shower, featuring good old chocolate syrup blood running down the drain. And sex and violence was back and better than ever. Awesome. So I, what's fun fact about this, real quick. So not only was this completely groundbreaking and, oh my God, they just murdered a nude woman in the shower with a knife and we saw her blood going down the drain. Right. This was also the first time in Psycho was the first time a toilet could ever be heard fl- being flushed on a movie. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> ever. That's so funny. I wonder why. I don't know. How random. Isn't it? Yeah. I thought so. Huh. And uh, so Janet Lee is Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. Yes. Who went on to do uh, to pay, play Laurie Strode in Halloween. And there are lots and lots and lots of nods to Psycho in the Halloween films. Absolutely. So, for all of our horror movie buffs out there like us, if you pay attention, like if you go and you watch Psycho, then you go and you watch Halloween, you'll see a lot of nods to that to that film. Mm-hmm. That groundbreaking film. So, the reason they used chocolate syrup for the blood in these black and white films was because it had the perfect contrast on screen. Yeah. And, um, like, with the consistency and everything, um, it didn't make sense for them to use red coloring. Right. There was no need for it. There was no need so for it. So black and white. Exactly. And also, I mean, like you said, obviously it was black and white. And also because they would use a red filter on these shows to help brighten the appearance of the actor's skin. Oh. Because the black and white film would look very muted. Like, you'll notice in older, older, like... 1920s and 30s black and white films, a lot of people's skin looks very gray and yes. flat. Whereas once you start moving more into like the 1940s and 50s, everyone looks a lot brighter and more realistic. It's because they used a red filter in there to brighten everyone's appearance up. So you put red on screen with a red filter and it would just look really hazy and flat. And yeah. the chocolate syrup was a nice contrast. Right. So yeah. Um, another movie featuring chocolate syrup was Night of the Living Dead. That's one of my favorites. That's one of my favorites, too. Night I of the love Dead that movie. That was one of my, I think that was my first zombie thing I ever saw. Yeah? Yeah. Um, they used Bosco brand chocolate syrup. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't know if you've ever had Bosco. It's a lot sweeter than Hershey's, like, sweet, sweet. Really? Like, 
dangerously sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And in the film, um, like in the scenes featuring the flesh-eating zombies, uh, George Romero would actually use roasted turkey legs and cover them in the Bosco syrup. Oh, how funny. So in the scenes where the the zombies are like eating people, they were eating like chocolatey turkey. Oh, weird. (laughs) And then everybody got diabetes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And George Romero used gallons like, ab- just gallons and gallons of Bosco chocolate syrup and not of the living dead. Oh, yeah. Um, once colorized film started gaining more availability and more, more realistic blood was needed, so enter what's called Kensington Gore, which was started over in England because they didn't have as many regulations as the states did. Right. They were the first ones to, all right, how are we going to make this look real? Right. Um, so it had a base of this British product called golden syrup, which was a, um, cane sugar base. And they would use, they would thin it with water and use colored with mostly red, a little bit of yellow and even less blue food coloring so that it had that red base, the blue gave it the depth and then the yellow kept it from getting too purpley and made it look more realistic. Right. And that's done in a lot of... From we see from this point on, just whenever people are mixing up their own blood, um, a lot of people will do more green if they're wanting it to have more of like that thick, dark, like artery blood. Right. Um, if you're wanting to blood the blood to look a little older, you'll add more yellow than anything so that it gets more of that bright orangey yes. kind of effect. Um, it's so many different colors. Like whenever we were talking about. The Théâtre de Grand Guignol, whenever he would mix up nine batches of blood every production, mm-hmm. he was just tweaking the consistencies and tweaking the amounts of colors used in each of them depending on what kind of wound was trying to be depicted. Right. And they do it, like, in film as well, like, trying to not just depict what type of wound it is, but even just evict, like, different emotions through blood. I could see that, though. Isn't I mean, that macabre and beautiful? It really is, because <laughs> you look at at least... Okay, this is going to show my creepy kid a lot. So you see, like, blood spray. Mm-hmm. That's going to be more of... That's going to get more of an excitement kind of reaction from me. I'm going to do, like, that... <laughs> oh, that was a good one. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but then you show that, like, just thick, flowing... It's almost methodic... Um, erotic a little bit. And so <laughs> it does. It, yeah. No, I mean, it really, really is. Like, it's a completely different... Vibe. Yeah, an emotion for each blood flow. So that's... I mean, it makes sense. That's crazy. This is the kind of content you guys signed up for. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, they would use cornstarch to thicken it and give it more realistic opacity. Because if you just added the food coloring to the golden syrup, then... Kensington Gore wasn't gore, and it just looked like cough syrup. So yeah. they added the cornstarch to give it more opacity. And again, with a little bit of mint to give the actors a little bit of a better taste. Good, good. So, of course, the Kensington method made its way to the States, and as with anything making its way to the States, it was completely revolutionized and personalized in its own way. And it got into the hands and the mind of famed makeup artist Dick Smith. Awesome. So Dick Smith swapped out the golden syrup, which was a cane sugar base, and switched it for K-Row syrup, which is a corn syrup base. Right. 
Um, it's cheaper. It's more easily available. The United States loves their corn United syrup. United States loves their corn syrup. Um, he would add powdered coffee creamer to make it more opaque as opposed to the um, cornstarch. Okay. Um, you could use either one. Yeah. Really. Um, there's lots of different fake blood recipes. I actually have two that I'll share at the end of the episode. Awesome. But yeah, he would use powdered coffee creamer. And just me going through and watching videos of different people making blood, I did find that I thought that the um, coffee creamer made for a more realistic look. Yeah. Personally. I would um, imagine it's a little less thick than baking soda. Yes. Well, cornstarch. I'm sorry, cornstarch, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I thought so, personally. Yeah. And um, he would use this powdered protein called le- I'm butchering the word, but lecithin. Okay. Um, to help break the surface tension to allow the blood to flow more freely. Oh wow! Yeah, we always like flee, free, free, free flowing blood, free flowing blood. Um, he. So those of you who don't know who Dick Smith is, he's the makeup artist that did all of the looks for The Exorcist, the movie we just discussed, Taxi Driver. He did The Godfather, um, which that iconic horse head scene Mm -hmm. where he rolls over in bed and there's this black horse head and his bed just covered in blood and goo. That was corn syrup blood. That's amazing. Isn't it? So amazing. (laughs) So the only thing is, is Dick Smith's blood was not... It didn't need mint flavoring added because it was not meant to go in the mouth because it had one very important ingredient in it, Kodak Photoflow, which is a developing agent that is used like for film and stuff, Yeah, but is extremely toxic. Only if ingested or? Um, ingested in the eyes, anything. Like there was an actor... Um, I don't even remember who it was. I want to say it was Bing Crosby's son. Okay. Um, that almost was blinded by this blood because it got in his eyes. Oh my gosh. So I don't, all the research that I did, I cannot believe I forgot to see what the purpose of the Kodak photo flow was. Right. But I want to say that it just gave it a more realistic, um, like stick factor. Okay. Whereas Kara syrup is very glossy and shiny, which right. is great because then it shows and it sticks on camera, but that could also cause it to be a little bit too um, gummy looking sometimes. Yes. So I would assume that the Kodak Photo Flow just kind of gave it more of a natural ooze as opposed to a glob. Yeah. I mean, and I feel, I feel like it would be super risky to use because... Yeah. No kidding. Holy shit. I mean, blood's not just going to stay... Like, neck down. Yeah, it was the 70s. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. So, the Cairo syrup, or corn syrup, whatever you want to call it. Cairo is the brand. Yeah. Um, corn syrup, <laughs> as ever, as people should know, or I guess if you don't cook, you wouldn't know. But anyways, corn syrup, as it sits, the sugar starts to crystallize. Yes. And so... In Evil Dead, Bruce Campbell, who played Ash, claimed that his shirt had so much Cairo syrup blood on it that at one point the sugar crystallized that his, like, he had so much blood on his shirt that his shirt snapped. Shut up. Yeah. (laughs) He said that he, like, set it down, like, to dry or something because it was just, like, sticking to him. Yeah. And whenever he went to put it back on, like, his shirt just snapped in half. What the fuck? Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't it? 
the Evil Dead was one of the, uh, I don't know about the the new one. I imagine they used a lot of Karo syrup blood too, but I think that they also used a lot of CGI. Yeah. Which I fucking hate CGI so blood. Hate it. So do I. Hate it. If any of you people are listening that do any kind of movie or TV show or anything, just stop using CGI blood. Just stop it. Go back it. to the original one. Stop it. Yeah. It looks so much better. It does. <laughs> And it's cheap, damn it. Right. It's cheap. So, yeah, speaking of this crystallizing Cairo syrup and Carrie, the original Carrie. Yeah. Um, Sissy Spacek said that the blood mixed with the flames all around her in the prom scene made her feel like a candied apple. Oh, shit. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> and fun fact about that, to avoid breaking character continuity, Sissy Spacek actually chose to sleep in bloody clothes for three days while filming the prom scene. Interesting. She was so devoted to Carrie. Right. I think that's so sexy. (laughs) (laughs) So in the 2018 Carrie remake for the iconic blood drop scene, director Kimberly Pierce struggled, like struggled, struggled. They tried five gallon, four gallon, three gallon buckets. They tried a five foot drop, a four foot drop, a three foot drop. They had a butterfly opening. They tried just a bucket. They had three different cameras. Like, they tried everything. And so she reached out to the director of the original 1976 version, Brian La Palma. <sighs> da Palma? De Palma? Da Palma? Whichever. Brian De Palma. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know. We just had the art director, Jack Fisk, like, climb on a ladder and pour a bucket of blood on her. It took one take. Uh, fucking course it did. Something nice and simple. Something nice and simple. <laughs> and it's like, that should tell you right there to quit remaking classic shit. Right. If you have to do all of these different bucket heights, all of these different buckets, size gallons, like all of these different openings, openings yeah. and techniques. Like if you're having to go through all of that to try to recreate or even come close to this iconic scene... You, Don't you're doing it, it wrong. Because I mean, like Brian De Palma said, it took their art director just standing on a ladder and pouring a bucket on Sissy Spacek in one take. Yeah. So, just saying. <laughs> For all the producers and directors we have listening to the podcast, <laughs> I I would like to add I do enjoy some remakes for what they are. I try to not think of them as remakes, but try to think of them Their as own. reimagining. Yeah. Like, I really liked Rob Zombie's reimagining of Halloween, but it's not John Carpenter's. Correct. It's different. But Rob Zombie made it his own. Exactly. You know? And I'm such a whore for Rob Zombie. I am too. And oh Sherry God. Moon. Oh, God. <laughs> I would have both their babies. Oh, my God. I would just... <laughs> that I, I would, would have, have, both a, I would have a zombie child. I would just adopt them. I'm like, come here, little zombie family. You're mine now. Yeah, I, I would do. I would definitely have zombie <laughs> children. That's fine. In the... Twi- <laughs> <laughs> do you remember those little, those little zombie babies that come out at Halloween? Dude, stores? they're my fucking favorite. They're so cute. Do you know Spirit Halloween's open? Why are we recording a podcast when we can be shopping Because <laughs> we're dedicated. This is we're how dedicated, dedicated. This we is are, how dedicated y'all. we are. We both have the day off, and we're talking about blood. And we just got paid on Friday, and we're oh. not at Spirit Halloween. Oh, my God. Okay. 
Well, I know what I'm doing after I go grocery shopping. (laughs) In the 2018 Raptor. What? Where's your bone? Where's your bone? Right here. Hayden. Hey. He's like, pay attention to me. Okay. In the 2018 version of Carrie, they went through three or four 45-gallon drums of fake blood. Jeez. Yes. Um, And I believe the only film that tops that is The Shining, which was in the hundreds. Oh, without a doubt. Especially that one scene, whenever it's... um, doesn't he have that one scene where it's all like flowing down the hallway? And oh, shit. coming out of the elevator. Yeah. yeah, and the that elevator scene took a year of technical work to get the blood pouring out of the elevator just right, and then it only took three days of film once they were able to consistently achieve the desired effect. That's crazy. Which, fun fact, this is just what blows my mind is how many times they had to get that right because they didn't actually have gallons and gallons and gallons of blood pouring out of this elevator that elevator was on a scaled scene okay like it wasn't an actual like elevator that you and i could walk into it was much smaller and that whole scene was condensed but the fact that they still went through hundreds of these 45 gallon buckets crazy absolute madness yeah i don't know how what that blood was made out of because it, it was very liquid. Very. They probably did the same with just Cairo syrup blood, but probably just added a lot more water yeah. for fluidity. Right. Yep. So, hearkening back to our mention of Kill Bill. Yeah. So, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but samurai movies have a very specific look to their blood. Yes. It's always, like, extreme splatter effect. It's, like, very gushing, geysers, shooting out, dramatic splashing sounds. Yes. It is very, very dramatic and gory and glorious all at the same time. And we owe it all to Akira Kurosawa's 1962 film Sanjuro, in which Kurosama (laughs) pumped a shitload of fake blood through a pressurized hose that produced a gush so intense that, like, the actor was having a hard time standing. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, like, tried to say, like, oh, it was an accident. Oh, it was a happy accident. Like, this isn't Bob Ross. He did that shit on purpose. Right. It was so crazy. Um, like, he was struggling to stay on his feet. And it was so shocking and climactic that samurai and ninja films, like, started trying to recreate this. Just pay homage to it. Wow. And... It was, it just kept getting stronger and more intense and more violent because they were trying so hard to, like, pay homage to that. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Like, it really solidified the ideal that these samurai swords were so deadly and sharp that a single strike meant game over. Right. And so they had to, you know, if there's only one strike... Make it worth it. Make it worth it. Make it bigger. Make it better. Make it bloodier. Yeah. And so that's how all of these samurai films just kept having these gushers of blood from that one hit, that Kill Bill scene when she's just going to town. Those people are getting one hit each. Yes. And there's just yeah. spray and gush and, and there's blood, blood everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And yeah, if you, you can see the Japanese version, the Japanese release on YouTube and it's... It's bloody. Awesome. So. I have to watch it when I write it home. <laughs> so 
So we actually have two blood recipes. Ooh. So the first one is the easy and edible one that you can create at home. Okay. Um, it just calls for... Get your pens ready! Get your pens. Um, it calls for three quarters of a cup of corn syrup, a quarter cup of water, one half teaspoon of red food coloring, five drops of blue, two drops of green food coloring, one tablespoon of cornstarch or powdered coffee creamer, whichever you prefer, and just a few drops of mint oil to taste. You whisk the liquids together until they're well combined, and then you whisk in the cornstarch or the coffee creamer, and then you let it sit for 10 minutes to thicken and go to town. Whoa. Yep, that easy. Um, a lot of people will also use cocoa powder yeah. in it instead of like the cornstarch or the coffee creamer because it'll give it a lot more depth. Yeah. So I'll say that puts a different color to it. Mm -hmm. Makes it a lot more uh, coagulated looking. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Uh, we also have Dick Smith's legendary blood recipe. The toxic one. Yes. <laughs> Very ready for this one. So it calls for one quart of white corn syrup, one level teaspoon of methyl paraben, which is just a food preservative because okay. K-Row syrup will mildew. Yeah. Um, it's food. <laughs> Two ounces of, L I don't know how to say this word, E-H-L-E-R. I think it's Ehlers. Okay. Um, Ehlers red powdered food color because he like the powdered, which is harder to come by. You have to special order it most of the time. Right, right. Or get it like specialty food stores. Um, because he liked the consistency of it more. Well, I mean, and I could, cause I make soaps, mm -hmm. um, occasionally now I don't do it a lot. I wish I could have just seen the hair flip. I make soaps, hair flip. <laughs> so my hair is going to go long <laughs> in my way. Um, excuse me. But whenever, whenever I make them and I color them, I prefer mica powder to yeah. any of the liquid coloring. Cause you can, it's more predictable. Yes. It's more predictable. It's easier to use. The color actually stays. You have more control. Oh, absolutely. And it comes, there's such a more rich color to it whenever you use powder. A lot more depth. Right. Um, I want soap. I'll make, I need to make some more. I haven't made some in a while and I still have everything for it. And yeah. I have some really good smells and oils, but you know, just hashtag lazy ass on my <laughs> So he would use two ounces of the red powdered food coloring, five teaspoons of yellow powdered food color, and two ounces of Kodak Photo Flow, and then two ounces of water. So first you mix a dash of the methyl paraben, and which is, like I said, a preservative so the blood doesn't mold, mm -hmm. um, with some of the corn syrup in a cup. Then you pour the powdered red and yellow food coloring in, in a big bucket, and mix in a few ounces of water. You add the remaining corn syrup, and then a few, and then um, a few ounces of the Kodak Photo Flow, and you just mix it until you get to the right consistency. Right. And don't get it in your mouth. Yeah. That's scary. It is scary. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. So... I've always wanted, I want to do a photo shoot with blood so bad. Well, now we have recipes. I was going to say, now we can do it. We need to go get buckets. We need to go to Home Depot and get a lot of buckets. Um, so, you were telling me over breakfast about a fun fact. 
Oh, tell me about tell me about that. Let's so, go over that one again. <laughs> in the raptor. Oh my gosh! Motherhood. Am I right? <laughs> so in the movie, the thing. Yeah. The scene where that guy has his arms and like all of his limbs just like ripped off. Right. Yeah. He actually, they swapped the actor with a double, and this double was also a double amputee. Perfect. And so they gave him arms and legs with, like, wax bones Mm -hmm. and jelly veins. So whenever the thing ripped his limbs off, it looked like they were actually ripping his limbs off without them going to, like, special effects. I mean, because they were. Yeah. They were actually ripping limbs off. They were actually ripping limbs off. They just happened to be wax and jelly and blood. Shut up. I need to go rewatch it. I need to go rewatch that, like, that scene especially. It's a double amputee. That's so Having jelly veins. I know. (laughs) um, I forgot which movie it was. It was probably, I want to say it was Evil Dead, but there's a lot of different types of blood used in so many horror movies. Like, a lot of times they'll also use, like, currant jelly. Yeah. Like, made out of currants because it's, like, got just the right consistency and the right color. What are currants? Aren't they, like, cranberries? I don't know. That's why I ask what our currents. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I always see stuff that's like blackberry currant. Okay. So maybe, I think, I've always assumed it's a type of berry. Maybe it's know. a blackberry. Or maybe it's or, like a jelly? Because if it's blackberry currant? I currently don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I ask what's a currant, and you're like, I don't know, it's like a cranberry, isn't that? Well, I don't know. That's why I- <laughs> way to keep conversation going on the podcast that was a genuine question <laughs> I, I don't know I'm sorry I didn't mean to ask you that on the spot my bad <laughs> well I don't know like I I was hmm. <laughs> because I've looked it up before because I was like what the fuck is a current right and I want to say it's just another word for a cranberry or a blackberry kind of like a huckleberry is just another word for a blueberry Let's see. Can you imagine Blueberry Finn? Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Is it spelled current? Like, like C-U-R-R-A-N-T. C-U-R-A-N-T. Current. 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 Current plant. <laughs> okay. You're right. It's a like type of a berry. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, various species are known as currants or gooseberries. Some are cultivated for their edible fruit or as ornamental plants. Um, wow. All right. I'm trying to see what what part of it is edible. Like, of course, it's the fucking berry that's edible. <laughs> but <laughs> I was trying to see, like, what types of berries are considered currants crazy maybe it's just berries edible berries or currants if anybody knows let us know email us at (laughs) auditoriespod at (laughs) gmail.com if you know the answer to our current predicament (laughs) get out get out (laughs) i love puns i'm so punny get the fuck out we're done this is our last episode folks (laughs) Well, I'm glad we ended on a bloody note. (laughs) I fucking hate you. But I love you so much at the same time.
Oh my goodness. So, what is your favorite gory movie? Oh. Do you have a favorite? Oh. <laughs> yes, I have. I would say two. Okay. So, I just, I love gore. I love I want to know what that, that, that giggle was for. <laughs> so, one of them is iconic, and another one of them is very, um... Like B film, not Perfect. not really known about. Perfect. So one of my favorites is Evil Dead. Okay, just because yeah. it's it's so iconic. It was done so well on such a small budget. Um, it's I mean Ash is just oh you know. <laughs> well, you don't know. I don't but, know, but <laughs> he's very fun to look at. Oh, okay, and um, I don't know. It's just such a. It's such a great film. I yeah. love, I love Evil Dead, and I love the way that the little like dead zombie bitches like cackle the whole time. Like <laughs> it reminds me of when my friend, when me and my friends Mary and Jenny get together. Like we're just like ah! like <laughs> screaming, laughing like fucking gremlins. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Which that's that's another thing is there is um, a lot of films like blood doesn't off, always have to be red. Yeah. Correct. Um, like in like Star Trek, the Vulcans have green blood because there's like a high concentration of copper in their blood or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, but there are actually some countries that have laws prohibiting excess gore. Like I want to say, what country is that? Damn it! But um, they they have like laws against it, and so there is this one guy who does like magic tricks. Yeah. Where he's doing like pulling something out of someone's stomach or something like that. And he actually had to use green blood on okay. film right. in this country that he was in because they didn't allow red blood. Yeah. I'm um, just like, oh, what is that movie where, like, the monster's blood was white and everyone just looked like they were covered in cum? I want to say it was one of the Star Wars movies, but I'm not sure. Because is it the M... Okay, I'm going to get absolutely chastised and murdered about this on Facebook because I know how people love their Star Wars. I do love Star Wars. But I want to say, and if I get this right, I'm going to be so shocked I'm going to have to text my friend Kendra and tell her, like, immediately. But I'm probably going to be wrong. I think it was in The Empire Strikes Back where, was it Luke? Maybe. I don't know. Where he, like, rides that dragon raptor chicken thing out. <laughs> and is that where they're in like the bunker and he goes it's, out and he gets like they're like stuck. on an icy planet and, and he's like yes. riding the tantan thank you tantan and you he like gets attacked by the wampa and then he has to cut cut into the tantan to like crawl inside it exactly it's real bad and han solo but him. his is like that blood is like clear white milky stuff it's like gross I was i like, right though was that the empire strikes back yes Fuck yes! Yes, I'm so proud Dude, of you. Oh my god, I'm gonna. I'm, <laughs> this is a big moment for me because you've been spending too much time with me, Ashley. <laughs> well, I'm just so. I'm, that was I, impressive. I, I know. Oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. Are you aroused now? Very. Yeah. Very oh, much so. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm having monster just, blood, just like gurgling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm just glad I didn't pick the wrong movie because, whew, man, they would have lit my ass up on Facebook. No, that was that was good. Thanks. Oh, and. I but the reason say, where, whenever she said gremlins, um, where this ties in is they had green blood. Yes. So for the people that did not know that, that's... Same is in uh, Leprechaun 2. Yes. When the Leprechaun just, like, disintegrated into, like, this 
neon green goo and a very unrealistic, like, non-motivational scream from that guy. Right. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So, that... I hate that scene. I hate that guy. Those movies are kind of what ruined... (laughs) Scary movies for me, not ruined them. Um, I do still watch them often, but now they're so fucking funny to me. Like I have not. It's been a really long time since I've seen a horror film or a gore film or a thriller film that's not alien related that has actually scared me or creeped me out. Because once I saw Leprechaun, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and I was young. I was probably fourteen, and. Now I watch them because they're fucking comedies to me. I get it. Because, I mean, for so long, horror and comedy goes hand in hand. Because if you start getting too graphic and too violent or too dark with the storyline, sometimes it can just come across as really cheesy. Yeah. And so they have to make fun of themselves. Like, hey, we're all in this together. We know how ridiculous this is. Or you're going to... He's only one small demographic. Exactly. Yeah. So you've got to cover all your bases. So what is your second one? The Wizard of Gore. I've never seen it. It <laughs> sounds like a porn. It does sound like a porn. Yeah. So I, I have it. I'm going to have to let you borrow it. Yes. So basically it is... I hope I'm not giving any spoilers, but it's such a shit movie that it, I don't think it matters. Like... <laughs> It's been out since, like, the 60s, so it's fine. Right. But essentially, there is this magician who puts on magic shows. Yeah. And they're, like, he's, like, driving, you know, like, driving poles through people's stomachs and, like, sawing them in half and doing all of these crazy things. But he has the audience under hypnosis, so they're seeing this person being sawed in half no big deal, but it keeps like flashing back and forth between what the audience is seeing under hypnosis and what the wizard of gore is seeing in reality. And so the audience sees like, okay, this woman was just like cut in half. Ooh, ah, magic. Yeah. And then it pans to what the wizard is seeing and he's like pulling at her entrails and like (laughs) splashing around in the blood in her stomach (laughs) and like playing with it. And then, like, our, and like everyone gets up and leaves and goes home. It's all an illusion. And then, like, the illusion wears off, and they'll come back, and their girlfriend will be, like, sawed in half in their hotel room or something. Shut the fuck up. It's a really good I'm gore have to fest. that. That's yes. amazing. I think you would really enjoy it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's totally shitty. Like, it's such a shit movie, but, it, the like, the concept of it, I find, is really cool. Yeah. Like, the whole, this is what I want you to see, but this is what's actually happening. Right. And just, I mean, the gore of, the gore of it all is yeah. just, yeah. That's amazing. Huh. How fun. Huh. Wow. What's, what are your favorite gory films? Um, so, whenever I asked you, I had that answer in my head. Oh. <laughs> and then we got derailed, and I got excited about the Star Wars thing, so I don't really remember. My, I, I know my number one, hands down, favorite graphic movie is House of a Thousand Corpse. Oh, yeah. Um, that movie, and y'all are gonna think this is really fucking weird, but I don't give a shit, is, like, fucking porn to me for some reason. Like, 
No, I it's just, hot. Uh, <laughs> it's hot. I do. I love it. It could be weird. Right. Um, you wouldn't be here if you thought this was weird. So. <laughs> so, I do. I absolutely love House of a Thousand Corpse. Um, Devil's Rejects is really close behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rob Zombie is amazing. Um, you know, like, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't. He likes to push boundaries and see how far he can go with his gory limits. Um Another one is, I think I'm going to get this wrong because I can never remember, but it's, I believe it's called a Siberian film. Um, that one is going to be hard to find. Okay. Um, I do know that it's illegal in a couple of different, um, countries. Oh, shit. It is very, very graphic. It is very, very gory. Um, they're... I've watched it with a couple people. Some people, most people can't make it through the end. Um, Me and Jackie have watched it before, and of course neither one of us had a problem with it. Um, Essentially what happens is they kidnap this man, and they ingest him with um, the equivalent of Bull Viagra. Oh. And then, yes. Cool. (laughs) And then they start, they put him in different scenarios, and they record him having sex with random people in on this bull viagra well he has absolutely no control so like one of the most like memorable scenes for me because i think it's funny because i'm horrible is so he's there's this woman and she's on a bed and he comes in and they're having sex right like he's hitting it really hard from behind um she's screaming hollering like they're having a great fucking time right (laughs) and he's getting into it and it's being recorded well this one guy that's standing beside the bed kind of like you know directing the scene and everything gives the man having sex with this woman a machete and because he's sitting there slapping her ass pulling her hair you know like they're getting it gives him a machete and like mid thrust he just slices her head off, and that's oh it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. that's, like, 15 minutes into the fucking movie. <laughs> and the whole thing, like, it gets worse as you go by. It just keeps going. No, yeah. So, it, it's a hard, if you, if if you're not really into gore, um, and you have a weak stomach or a weak heart. <laughs> it's, like, the epitome of gore porn. Yes. Tri- uh, huge triggers. Trigger warning like no other. Like, I mean, any kind of PTSD or anything. Do not watch this movie. Don't even try. Like, it's not even fucking worth it. Um, it's strictly for sick and twisted individuals. It's amazing, though. Like, I mean, it's super cool. It makes me wonder, like, what is this fascination that you and I and so many others have with blood and gore and guts and murder and death? It's like... What is it? Because because whenever you, I know personally, like you look at me, <laughs> and I'm you know like kittens and bunny rabbits and pink and glitter, and I'm like, I need more blood. This isn't good enough for me. Like, <laughs> turn the movie off. Like, whenever we went to the Museum of Death in New Orleans, like yes, Omar and I sat in the the, the theater. theater of death, yeah, and watched the entire movie on loop, right. Which, for those of you who haven't been, they have, like, it's like, what is it, like, 20 or 30 minutes long Mm -hmm. loop of just people dying. Yeah. Like, Kind of like something, the videos that you would see, um, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm pretty sure you've heard of it, back in the day with Rotten.com. Yeah. Um, It's similar to videos like that. Best score. Yeah, best score. Yeah. 
Oh, I didn't know you looked at Best Score. That makes my heart happy. We are not promoting Rock.com or Best Score. We're not promoting anything. Do not go to them. We do not suggest actually the majority of the content on those those sites. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We need to back up. Hold on. We're just, we are not like, whenever we say gore porn, we're not saying that we actually like go and like rub it out watching this kind of shit necessarily <laughs> like we just it's a morbid curiosity and a fascination and a love for the creepy and the macabre and um it's one thing to rub one out watching house of a thousand corpses it's another to rub one out watching, well, watching someone somebody actually die. actually die now, <laughs> like, okay well, this just, is gonna be a whoo. side tangent completely i know i got really hot because i was like hold on I was, don't go huh? i just got panicked and i was like oh my god wait no no no, no. <laughs> um so, I mean, it, like, if you do go just extreme caution because it is very graphic, all of it's real. It's real life videos of um, pretty rough stuff. So, um, and they have no filter. Um, you know, all people, um, all ages, all creatures. So, just proceed with caution. Um, I think, however, it's important that they do have stuff like that. Um, because one of the things that was so important to me are the, whenever I saw the motorcycle accidents, mm-hmm. um, and the driving accidents, um, because, you know, whenever you're young, there for a while, um, there for a while you feel like we're invincible almost. Yeah. Um, but it, man, those, those videos show that you have, we're delicate, we're fragile creatures. Like, humans are delicate. We're nothing, you know? I mean, and it, your life could end just like that. We're not promised tomorrow. No. And so it is. That, whenever I, I started watching those, I lied for the longest time about being 18. Whenever I would go to... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would go to Rotten.com. Are you 18? A little 14-year-old me? Yes! Of course I am! <laughs> Um, yeah, I follow, uh, what is her name? Mrs. Anegmi. Oh, she's amazing. On Instagram. Yes. But I do, and I think it's important for people to watch that, to see that, you know, you're not invincible, you know? Do stupid shit, you could fucking die. Or kill somebody else. Or kill somebody else, and you do not want that on your conscience at all whatsoever. Um, But yeah, so I do, I I like, I want to say it's called a Siberian film. Um, Good luck finding it. <laughs> I'm sure you'll have to do some illegal shit to get it, but good luck finding it. Yeah, do you like one of those private web browsers or log onto the dark web or something? No, because we're not going to give people directions as to oh. how to pirate movies. <laughs> so we're just going to cut that out. <laughs> I don't know, we might keep it and we didn't Ugh. give any actual directions, but. Gulp. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you had asked where you think we got being the interest. Yes. Um, so I don't know. Mine, I did. I lost a little brother. I think I've talked about him before whenever right. I was really young. Um, so death became was like kind of thrown in my face at a very, very young age. Um, you were that like of seven, course, yes, you? Yeah. yeah. That, of course, didn't, I mean, it didn't make me obsessed with death or anything like that. I am not good at processing death of family members. Um, I've just never, that kind of screwed me up, and I haven't really been good at processing it. Um, 
But I kind of think it's one of those things that certain people are wired certain ways. That's one thought. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, like some people see blood and they get faint. Mm-hmm. You know, they feel super dizzy, nauseous. I get blood and I, or I see blood and I get giddy. Um, but then you also have... <laughs> These kids are going insane, I'm telling you. Um, Sorry, Luna's jumping and swiping at my bead curtain, guys. <laughs> right. So, I I do. I think it has to do something with that. And also, um, on the other hand, I think it could be just some sort of just animalistic, guttural fascination. You know? Yeah. Um, That makes sense. Right. Which, again, would be... I I really think genetics has a lot to do with it. And, like, just certain people are... (laughs) have predisposition to really like certain things (laughs) well and then you know people for the longest time have been fascinated with death in general um and that's i mean gore and death go hand in hand so i don't know maybe that's just oh excuse me i'm sorry i didn't turn my timer off Um, I feel like we should have given a trigger warning at the beginning of this podcast. Maybe we can record a we can s- record one and place yeah. it in. Warning. The content of this podcast <laughs> could make you kind of uncomfortable. Extremely. <laughs> it involves graphic descriptions of blood, guts, gore, death. Most of it's corn decapitation. syrup. Decapitation. <laughs> sex. I mean, most of it's corn syrup related, but that's besides the point. Yeah. So what are we talking about next week? What Uh, do you want to talk about? I have been so absorbed and wrapped up in movie blood that I'm like, that's all I've thought about all week long. I've been so excited. And I think I might actually watch Evil Dead tonight. (gasps) Oh, that's a good idea. I haven't watched a really good old scary movie in a really long time. I watched, well, I say I want to watch Evil Dead tonight. I just watched it a few, probably about a month ago, whenever I was sick. Yeah. It's comforting to me. (laughs) I was like, these people have it a lot worse. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'll survive, but they won't. Right. (laughs) What was her name? Beverly or something? Oh, I don't don't remember. It's been so fucking long. You know what would be fun to talk about? Tell me. Let's talk about Betty Page next week. <gasps> the notorious Betty Page. Yes. Oh, y'all are in for some surprises. Oh, I'm excited. Let's talk about her. I think that would be fun. I concur. Yeah. We've heard it here. We decide, We didn't even decide before we started recording. This was random and I'm loving it. I know. Ah! <laughs> I'm obsessed with Betty Page. She's one As of the I. things, one of the things, one of the people that made me obsessed with that rockabilly pinup look. Mm-hmm. Um fetish the fact that she was she was thick for her time did not give a fuck she was sexy she was gothic she was and started the whole bdsm being on film um she just loved her body and loved woman sexuality and i think that's it'll be another important um time to talk about that because of everybody freaking out about the new cardi b song is it called WAP or is it called WAP? You're asking the wrong person. Okay. If it's called, if it's not called WAP, I am so sorry if I offend anybody. 
I myself have a lot of, I'm half Italian, <laughs> so I'm not using it in a derogatory term. Um, did you know that that's what they used to use as a derogatory term for Italians? No. Up in um, <gasps> New York and stuff? Was WAP? Well, I did not know that. I do know that um, gypsy is a derogatory term. Yes. And everyone tries to use it of a, oh, you know. Gypsy soul. Gypsy soul. All that wonder are not lost. Fucking suck my clit, bitch. Like, no. <laughs> it's a derogatory term. It's ugly. Quit saying it. <laughs> the only time it's even remotely not okay but kind of okay is if you're, like, fucking singing your heart out to Fleetwood Mac. Oh, and even yes. then, don't do it at karaoke. Just do it in your car. <laughs> But yeah, so a lot of people are freaking out about this song, right? Because this song is, it has Cardi B in it, and I don't know the other person's name. This is not the type of music I listen to. I don't like it. I just saw on one of my um, snake groups that I'm in that a retic was in the music video, a reticulated python, which I own two of them. Um, So I got super excited, and I watched the video. Um, And they're talking about, like, WAP is the acronym, and it's Wet Ass Pussy. Oh. Yeah. So, isn't that a rapper's name, Fetty Wap? Possibly. I don't... You're, again, wrong. I don't don't know. know. (laughs) But anyway, so in this music video, that's what they're talking about, is she's talking about woman sexuality, she's being raunchy about it, she's being explicit, and it's amazing. And there are so many men that are just fucking besides themselves and are going on and on about how disgusting it is and how awful it is because she has a fucking vagina and she's talking about her fucking vagina. And they're having a problem with it because instead of women being sexual beings themselves, you know, we're only supposed to be sexually sexual beings for men. Um, and they don't like listening to women talking about their own fucking sexual identity. So I think it's important to, that we talk about right now women's sexuality, starting off with the glorious, sexy fucking Betty Page. Love Betty Page. Awesome. Well, she had her problems, That's but we all, right. all do. That's all right. Yes, Coraline, are you excited to talk about Betty Page? <laughs> I don't know if y'all can hear these motor purrs. <laughs> all right guys well thank you so much for listening we had so much fun oh my god it's amazing with our crew the whole cats and dog and everybody playing fetch the whole time belly's full of hash browns yes now keep an eye out if you're listening to this um this week um it is what is today um august 18th is when we're recording this should be up um, later tonight or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so if y'all listen to it this weekend, keep an eye out next um, Monday or Tuesday. And we will have a live Facebook recording on the Oddities and Clitorosities podcast. I mean, um, yeah, Oddities and Clitorosities podcast Facebook page. Um, we're going to make the blood. We're going to make blood. The the safe one, not the Kodak Photo Flow one. Oh, well, I was hoping we could see how poisonous it really is see how toxic it yeah. really is yeah i mean i survived the rona. shots yeah we can take shots and see who kills over first yeah it's like <laughs> the creepy kid version of the tide pod challenge right right right, right. <laughs> absolutely but no so we're gonna be making um live blood facebook live um live blood we're live gonna be making blood. blood live on facebook. it's alive um so come in watch it with us we don't know what time 
I'll put it up on the Facebook. We'll figure it out. It's going to yeah. get messy. Absolutely. So, well, thank you guys. And we'll see y'all next week. Love and light to all of you, you know, gore porn addicts and freaks and creeps and just beautiful creatures. We love and appreciate every single one of you. Also known as gore hounds. Gore hounds. Yes. Gore hounds, scream queens, however you identify. Bye. We love you. Bye.